When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right. Welcome in to Purple Daily. Mackie and Judd. Declan, this is free agency frenzy bonanza week in the NFL. The tampering window is officially open, and there's a there's been a million contracts agreed upon uh, so far. And before we get into a checklist of like seven different things that pertain to the Vikings, how are you guys feeling? Day one tampering period, league year opens up in a couple couple days from now. Uh, are you are you holding up? Have you guys been able to to mainline some coffee, some tea, some Corona Heart oh. Seltzer? I got some coffee right here, baby. I've been drinking it all, all day long. I am, so I will say this. Right now, it appears, and the Vikings are not exclusive to this, but it appears like there is probably a lack of movement from what uh, the fan base would want or expect. But I have grown accustomed to understanding that patience is part of this process. And not every team can be the Patriots, which have had the craziest day. I mean, they've signed like seven guys. I mean, the Patriots are spending their cash like it's going out of style. That being said, I thought the Vikings would have a deal or two done beyond Rashad Hill by now. Um, but but I do encourage patience because something could easily get done uh, tonight or tomorrow that could be significant. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's let's go through a list here. Actually, real quick, let's let's say hello to our friends at Corona Hard Seltzer. Then we'll go through a list of things that pertain to the Vikings, and we can just spin off all these different talkers. That's the beautiful. There we sound. go. God, there it is. I'm, I'm hope. I was. I told you guys this morning. I was hoping uh, that if Joe Tooney ended up signing with the with the with the Vikings, I would be doing a Stone Cold Steve Austin double mm. double the cans. Letting it all come down, but no, don't worry. There's going to be plenty of fourth tier guards on the market left by the time the Vikings get around to addressing their offensive line. I'm sure those guys will stone cold Steve Austin oh, some boy. seltzers. And look, I, I love me some Corona Hard Seltzer, but Rashad Hill, you are like this is that <laughs> that's, that, that's it. Just a that's sip, it. just a sip, just a little sip for Rashad Hill. Congratulations, <laughs> Rashad, for having a job. Uh, so if you want uh, if you want to celebrate either the Vikings' inactivity or uh, future activity, Corona Hard Seltzer is the official. Seltzer of Purple Daily here. Also, uh, Federated Insurance, Federated Mutual Insurance Company recently launched MyShield, the online client destination for risk management resources. And so if you're a business owner who also loves the purple, pretty good combination for you. You should maybe go to federatedinsurance.com, find out what MyShield is all about and how they can give you peace of mind as a business owner. Or you can download the app as well. They've got trusted resources that can help your business reach another level of success. Find out more at federatedinsurance.com. Remember, at Federated, 
It's our business to protect yours. I'm going to fly through a list of things that happened today that matter for the Vikings. Judd, you pick one, react, and then we'll go from there. All right? Sound okay. good? Yep. So, uh, Daniil Hunter is pissed. The Athletic reporting what we've been talking about since October. And that's not a shot at The Athletic or Chad Graff. It's just like people made fun of us for sounding the alarm on Daniil Hunter because Ian Rappaport, one of the most plugged in guys in the NFL, said in October, oh, uh, this is going to be a thing this offseason. He might not play another down for the Vikings until he gets a new contract. We took that seriously. People laughed at us, but, you know, well, that's fine. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes we're just ahead of the curve on this show. Or you guys are negative. No, we're realistic. We want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl. And so he's pissed about his contract, wants to be one of the highest paid defensive players in the NFL. And uh, that's a thing officially. The defensive end market is moving fast, but not so fast. Actually, I take that back. Just now, just now, Ian Rappaport reporting, literally as I say this, the Jets agree to terms with Carl Lawson, Bengals edge rusher. Take oh, one off the board wait, for the Vikings. Hold on a second. I got to go to my, uh, my notepad. Uh, Carl Lawson just crossed off the notepad. Joe Thune crossed off the notepad. He went to the Chiefs, the best left guard on the market, five years, $80 million, which is ridiculous, but that's what it costs. Yeah, when... but did you see the key to that deal is a very small base salary, of course, for 2021, so a small salary cap hit in the year that you needed him to take a yeah. small cap hit. They're pushing out a lot of these cap obligations the Chiefs are to a future window where they can just deal with it later because yep. they want to win Super Bowls. Now, Rashad Hill back to the Vikings on a one-year contract. So that's at least some insurance, although he might wind up starting at one-year tackle positions before it's all said and done. No, Clearly, our YouTube audience, too, has the same thought process for Shot Hill coming back. I'm going to go drink now. Yeah, good job. <laughs> make it a Corona Hard Seltzer. Mm -hmm. That's what you got to make it. And you might be thinking, oh, it's, oh, whatever. Joe Thune's off the board. That's okay. What about the second tier of guards? Well, Matt Filer just signed with the Chargers for three years and $21 million. That came down about three minutes ago. Yep. And uh, so... Uh, but the Vikings continue to look for ways to clear out money for players that apparently are going to sign elsewhere. Pardon my negativity, because ProFootballTalk.com is reporting that Adam Thielen is potentially in the market for a contract restructure. They might take a large chunk, like 90% of his 2021 salary, convert it to a signing bonus and and push it into future seasons so that they can save another like nine or $10 million to the cab. But um, so Carl Lawson, three years, 45 million, 30 million guaranteed to the Jets. That's about what people thought he would get, maybe even a fourth year. So anyways, Judd, pick any of those things and react. Let This is a frivolous night. The Vikings have a lot of things that are coming off the board. Yeah. Um, but go ahead. So let's actually, let's, uh, let's put a pin in the Daniil Hunter conversation. Because like yeah. we've had it before, we can certainly... Uh, go back to it. But let's start with the second thing that you uh, brought up, I believe, which was the defensive ends, correct? Um, Carl Lawson being gone now means that I think we don't know what the Vikings uh, plan B is at guard. We do know that the Vikings plan B at defensive end appears to be the Saints Trey Hendrickson, who has had, I think he's got about four or five teams involved in the bidding for him. Uh, but that's the name to turn your attention to if you're a Vikings fan, because that's the next guy. Uh, my understanding, again, was today at some point in time that there were offers into Lawson and the Shaq Griffin camp, the cornerback from Seattle, and that they had bid on both those guys. And clearly, Lawson um, 
I don't know if he just flat out got more from the Jets or more guaranteed up front or what, but he, but he said no. So I would look at Trey Hendrickson as the plan B for the Vikings at defensive end. I'm going to throw out a reckless speculation name. I don't know that this, I've not heard this, but the next guard might be free agent. And I think we might have talked about this last week, Phil. Um, free agent for the Chargers, Forrest Lamp. 27. I think he had played left guard. Started all 16 games for the Los Angeles Chargers in 2020. He's out there. I would not be surprised if they turn their attention to him. As far as the Thielen thing goes, I think this, and I might be speaking slightly out of school here, I think this is what happens when your quarterback with a massive contract says, I'm good, right? Like you're desperate. Like you're going to you're going to anybody that makes sense and saying, will you redo your contract slightly? Like we're not going to take cash away from you. Um, but I think the I think the problem is this. I think up until the Anthony Barr restructure, Phil, on Sunday. So if the reports are right, the you know the Vikings cleared approximately by the time they were done with the Barr restructure, twelve million plus in salary cap room, right? Which is okay, but it's not great, and it doesn't give you the ability to really go in and and go crazy as far as signing perspective guys. Um, and I think what you have to look at is what guys do you have who are willing to play ball on essentially not just restructures, but renegotiations. Yeah. And those are usually guys with big contracts. I mean, it's not guys who who make peanuts. It's guys like Cousins and Thielen and go to, down that list. And I think when your quarterback says, hey, guys, I'm good. I did that last year. Thank you. But go away. That you then need to look at guys like Thielen and probably, as we talked about um, several times, Harrison Smith. And so that's the next step. And I'm guessing that the Vikings are all pretty much desperate to try and get to let's say by Wednesday, approximately 20 mil below the cap. And I suppose if you did some work on Thielen's contract and Harrison Smith, that's one way to sort of circumvent the fact that your quarterback, I believe, told you to buzz off as far as I can tell. This feels like a disaster day one. I'm just going to lay it out. I'm just going to lay it out. Things are moving fast. And, and, and some of the names that were at the top of the Vikings list, I mean, think about it this way too. The Vikings spent the last week and a half cutting players, there's a dog barking outside my window that's pissed about the Viking situation. Listen to this. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, I can hear it. Wait. No, dude. I no, I speak dog. That dog, that is a Russell Wilson. And you know what that <laughs> dog is saying? Fire Pete Carroll before you trade Russell Wilson. And I agree <laughs> with the dog. Fire the coach. I mean, here's what it feels like. The Vikings spent the last week and a half, two weeks clearing cap space to wind up with second, third, and fourth tier free agents that they may or may not get. So Thune's off the board, Lawson's off the board. I guess they could still they could still wind up with, like, best case scenario right now, it's they wind up with Trey Hendrickson, who, by the way, Trey Hendrickson had, like, 54 pressures on 370 pass rush snaps last year. So he was a very good He's pass rusher. And Pro Football Focus rated him very highly. So... Uh, it wouldn't be the end of the world plan B if Trey Hendrickson wound up as your uh, as your opposite bookend to Neil Hunter. But like all like he, here's the, the like the headlines today are the Vikings whiffed. And, and, and when I say whiffed, I mean, it was reported either by Judd or other credible reporters that they had legitimate interest or made offers to Joe Thune off the board. Carl Lawson off the board. I don't think they had an offer into Matt Filer, but he is widely regarded as the second best guard available in free agency. He's off the board. 
and your future Hall of Fame pass rusher, Daniel Hunter, on top of you whiffing on these free agents, oh, yeah. has said, oh, uh, yeah, oh, just, just in case there's any ambiguity here, um, we're pretty much not going to play a snap for the Vikings until we get a restructured contract or a trade. So you've got this mess in front of you. You have one solidified offensive line spot. You've got zero solidified defensive line spots because Pierce hasn't played a snap in two seasons, and Daniel Hunter is basically holding out at this point. Um, I don't know. Can you can you guys paint a more positive picture, or am I right in saying this is kind of a disaster day one for the Vikings in free agency? I think well, disaster might be too strong because my expectation is not as high as the Vikings is. I mean, they were a seven and nine team. They underachieved. I don't see them. I'm sorry, but I don't see the path to Super Bowl contender. And so I would consider it a disaster if they were all in to add a few chips and say, we are going to the playoffs and damn it, we're going to win our first championship ever, right? They're not there. I think it's a disappointment. I think it's a disappointment, but here's the most important thing. Much like with children, I think it's a reality check. I think you could sit the Vikings down right now and say, Ricky, Mikey, what did you guys really expect? I mean, players are not going to be running to your team. It's not that attractive right now. Personally, I don't think that there's um that there are are guys that play key positions on this team, <clears throat> key positions who are embraced as being, you know, if I'm Tooney, which I, I believe is the correct pronunciation, right? I thought it I was Tooney, so. yeah. but I've heard Tooney all day long, so it's Tooney. Um if I'm him, did I say to myself, okay, here's the deal. I got offers from a lot of teams here. <laughs> Includes the Chiefs and the Vikings. Let's see. Let's see. Do I want to? Who do I want to block for? One of the greatest quarterbacks, I think, probably to play this game. And by the way, a guy who I think people love and they should. Or do I want to play with Kirk? Okay, I'm going to pick the Chiefs. Um, so I think it's a disaster if my expectations were higher, but they're not. They're tempered. And I would urge the Vikings to take a step back now and look at the reality of their situation which by the way internally phil to your point and this is this is why this is such an important storyline it starts with one of if not your best player because daniel hunter when healthy might be your best flat out player being unhappy right now and making noise and not staying quiet and and in fact in fact responding to Chad Graff's story with a tweet saying, your speculation that I would leave my agent is absolutely wrong, and then not, not denying another word of what Chad wrote, which is essentially this guy's not going to play unless right. he gets a new contract, right? So I would urge the Vikings um, to look inside their own TCO Performance Center house and to get it straightened out before I really start to go into panic mode about, oh, m- these guests did not want to come to my house. Why? Might be a reason for that. And it's, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, but Daniil Hunter not being happy right now is one, a huge story. And two, if I am looking at your team and considering it, damn right that I am looking long and hard at the fact that one of your best players is basically um, not happy, not satisfied. And I would say, why is that? Yeah. I, I know I, the more you speak, I just sit here and get worked up and pissed off and i i just like here's where i'm at with this right now okay it bothers me that this franchise and i'm going to give some tough love to the fan base okay and i and, and i'll preface by saying again 
our mission on this show is for the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. All right. We've been saying that since we started doing this show almost a year ago now. And so everything negative through these microphones is not meant to just be negative for the sake of being negative. It's meant it's meant to say, hey, this is a course correction acknowledgement. Okay. We this isn't how you win a Super Bowl, you know, criticizing Kirk's lack of clutchness late in games or bad offensive line or whatever. Okay. And I just want to say that when Ian Rappaport, one of the, again, one of the most plugged in guys in the entire league, he's getting fed information from agents and from the league. All right. He works for NFL Network, for God's sakes. When he reports in October in a tweet that Daniil Hunter may not play another snap again for the Vikings because he wants to be one of the highest paid defensive ends in the NFL. And that news outside of our show, okay, just to get on a soapbox for a second, that news is met with crickets for five months. Five months. People sat there for five months and they were like, oh, that's fake news. Oh, you guys are just being negative. No. When somebody that credible reports something like that. And then, by the way, when your team captain, a guy who has the fifth most catches in team history, Kyle Rudolph, writes a 2,000-word ode to the franchise and to all of his friends and favorite teammates, and he names about 30 or 40 names or whatever it is, and he doesn't name the starting quarterback. Like, these things matter. Read between the tea leaves. Your best defensive player is pissed. Your team captain doesn't name the quarterback. Your star receiver, Stefan Diggs, from two years ago, skips practice for two days and takes, what, a $200,000 fine or whatever it was because he was pissed about the system. Quit sticking your damn heads in the sand. It's okay to criticize your team if the goal is for them to be better and win a Super Bowl. And like the, the like the tea leaves have been screaming at you for two or three years. Something is off. Not everyone's on the same page here. The offensive line isn't right. The scheme isn't right. Certain players feel like they're being slighted by the system or financially or by the front office. Okay, these things are brewing. This isn't fake news. It's not being made up. This isn't just like hunky dory. Get your two defensive players back from injury and go sign a guard. Like Joe Thune could have signed here. The Vikings showed interest. Why didn't he? Because he looked at it and he said, you know what? I know you guys just spent two weeks clearing cap money for me, but I'd rather go play for a better team. Mm -hmm. Like, be realistic about where you stand. And the Vikings have stuck their head in the sand for years and years. I I should say for the last three years, not years and years, 21, 20. And I'm okay with what they did coming out of 2017. The last two plus years, they've stuck their head in the sand. And now they're going to try and run this thing back. They're going to try and get it back to nine and seven or 10 and six, which is, by the way, at this point, pushing a rock up a hill because of the names that have come off the board today in free agency that didn't sign with you. Okay. And, and you're going to try and run this thing back to keep your jobs. The goal isn't to win a Super Bowl here. The goal is to avoid being a train wreck. And I'm sick of it. Like, quit being afraid of going three and 13. You've been around for 60 years. Win a damn Super Bowl and plan to win a Super Bowl for once. Sorry. That was good. No, no, that's great. Yep. Bra- yeah, bravo. Yeah, bravo. You're exactly man. right. Just irritate uh, me. Well, and it should. And the, the problem is that the Vikings, the Vikings are are so incredibly, and this probably does start at the top, so afraid of being awful that they don't know how to get to a championship uh, type of team. And so they just want to basically be good as much as possible. But the reality is if you go, so day one, of of going out and trying to recruit the very best of the best free agent crop. What do you have to sell? I mean, you got a great stadium. You do have that. 
you, you've got a great uh, practice facility now. You do have that, but you have a seven and nine team. You, you have a quarterback who I'm sorry, I don't think is beloved. And it's important that the quarterback is relied upon and to a certain degree, really well-respected. You've got a coach that I think now is perceived by a lot of people as not liking offense, as being a cantankerous coach, as being a guy who for a while here did a very good job. But, I mean, I think there is a case to be made that Mike at this point in time is probably not the right guy for this team and where this league is going as a head coach, okay? As a defensive coordinator, he might be outstanding still. I don't know. But it is hard when when you go – I mean, you're essentially going to – Bel Air, right? Like you are going to the ritziest of the ritziest and saying, play for us. And they're like, okay, show us your house. What do you got going on? And I mean, these guys aren't dumb. They, they've certainly sat down and been contacted even before the legal tampering period began. And now the good news for fans and the Vikings, if you want them just to be good. So if you're here sweating three and 13 and you're like, I go, they got to get back to eight wins or something like that. The good news is I do believe that they're is going to be a huge crop of what I would call probably 1.5 to 2 free agents who aren't going to be signed because the cap is so low. And I think that those guys are going to be uh, glossed over much more this time around than ordinarily. And so there is going to be a chance to get some decent talent. But, I mean, if we're talking about selling yourself to the best, I just don't think right now – that this Vikings team is at a place where they are going to be perceived if you're being bid on by five to six teams as the most desirable. And I mean, that's before the cash. And I don't know what what they uh, potentially offered to players, but I'm just talking about as a landing spot. I mean, Tooney is the perfect example, right? It's the Kansas City bleeping Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. And you're like, we want to, you're going to be our star. And he's like, hold on a second here. So yeah, I mean, it is. It is what it is. As our friend Kelly Campbell used yeah. to say, Phil. I mean, like the the biggest phobia I think we have here, following the Vikings for years and years, we've been lulled into this sense that nine and seven, ten and six, eleven and five is the trophy. Like that's that's what we think. Like that it, just because of the way that this franchise has played itself out over time, that they they're never three and thirteen. Once every ten or fifteen years, they have a train wreck season. And so the trophy is avoiding the train wreck. That's what has happened with this franchise right now. And so rather than holding them accountable to a higher standard, a higher standard that I think is fair after 60 years of never winning a Super Bowl, we should like this is this might sound crazy to people that have been stuck in nine and seven, 10 and six mode for the Vikings to win a Super Bowl. They need to go like 13 and three in the regular season, play a home NFC championship game. And get lucky at the same time. That's how you win a Super Bowl. What have they done at any point since Kirk Cousins signed to make you think that they're about to go 13 and three or 14 and two and just steamroll through? Like pe- people think, oh, if they just get a couple defensive players back and in, in, in from injury, then they're going to be back to 10 and six. Who cares? Who like literally who cares? That's not the goal. The goal isn't to be, you don't get a trophy for going 10 and six. You don't get a trophy for re-signing your running but, back to a to a top five contract. But like, the pro- but the problem is they care. The team cares. The Wilfs care. They don't ever want to be the when the Wilfs bought this team. Their goal. I mean, they talked about this. Their goal was to at that time emulate what the Giants were doing because they grew up Giants fans, which had been since Parcells came in a lot of good football. 
and a few championships. But it seems where the message or the blueprint got lost was the goal is you're consistently good and then you pop and win a Super Bowl here. And then you and you might get bad for a, a period. But it's almost as if when 2009 came and they almost popped and they didn't, it's almost as if they fell in love with just trying to be good. And then 2010 was a disaster and things went downhill. And it was like they said, we can't be here, right? Like we can't be at this place. Okay. So then you got competitive with Mike, which was great, but you've never popped. Or, or you know, aside from 17, come close. You did then, and that felt a little fluky. That was a good team. It felt mm-hmm. a little bit yeah. on, on the fluky side back then. But I, it's almost like now they are, it, the drug for them is like 10 wins. Like yeah. that's the drug. Dude, and it is. It's nuts. And like, I, and I get that it's we're one day into the tampering period. And so there are still things that can be done. So I don't want to go too all in here yet. I want to give them the week to, they've got moves, they've got irons in the fire and they've got contract offers out and I get all those things. But the biggest glaring issue, and people are going to say defense. Defense has not been the biggest glaring issue. Defense took a step back last year because of injuries. Okay. And because of losing some of the guys that were a key part of the 2017 team to either age or free agency or what have you. But Make no mistake, if Daniil Hunter was healthy and if Michael Pierce opted in and if Anthony Barr didn't miss the whole season mm-hmm. uh, and now your cornerbacks are a year better, like your defense may have statistically been bottom five last year. It's not a bottom five defense. The defense the defense is going to be top half of the league just getting guys back next year, okay? So let's start there. But you've had, since Rick Spielman joined this franchise in 2006, 2007, over that time period, according to Pro Football Focus, you've had two two in 15 years you've had two top half of the league pass blocking offensive lines so in basically 90 percent of the seasons that rick spielman has overseen this organization they've had either bottom half or even worse in many cases pass blocking offensive lines you have a statue quarterback who doesn't feel pressure very well compared to other non-mobile quarterbacks the stats bear that out Kirk Cousins took more self-induced sacks last year, according to Pro Football Focus, than any non-mobile quarterback in the NFL. He thrives when he has a clean pocket. And where are we at one day into free agency? Not only haven't you added, you've whiffed on Joe Thune, you've whiffed on Matt Filer, you lost your above-average left tackle. And so your offensive line, one day into free agency, is actually a lot worse than it was a week ago. Think about that for a second. And I get that I'm overreacting after one day of free agency, but my God, the fact that and then Judd's been reporting this, the fact that they went into this free agency period thinking, okay, we're going to clear cap space. And with whatever cap space we can clear, our first priority is defense. What planet do we live on? If you want to win a Super Bowl, look at the last few teams. and I mean, look at the last 20 years. Offense and passing games drive Super Bowl championships. Not that defense is irrelevant. Not that there haven't been defense-forward teams that have gone on to win Super Bowls. The Vikings had the 11th best offense in terms of scoring and the 4th best offense in terms of yards. They were closer going into this free agency period to becoming an elite offense than the defense was with one free agent signing to becoming an elite defense. And yet your mental strategy going in, according to reports and Judd plugged in, is defense first. We got to get another pass rusher in. No, you need to protect Kirk Cousins if you're going to still pay him top five money. And so this whole thing feels backwards. 
I'm overreacting after one potentially bad day in free agency, but it just feels like the whole thing is being kicked forward or just kicking the can down the road one more year until they blow it all up. And that's kind of where I'm at. Am I overreacting? Um, you are slightly, but the problem is <laughs> they're not reacting correctly. Uh, I, th- I think if you take a step back and look at what they're doing or not doing, they they are, as was just uh, pointed out in the comments, calm down. They're going to sign guys tomorrow or the next day, and they will, okay? But that's not the question. The question is, are they going to sign guys and be a better football team after um, the the free agency period is over? And then the question becomes, how much better are they going to be? And look, if you're going to whiff, and you're not really going to improve yourself. I guess my question is then when people called about Kirk Cousins, why didn't you listen to him? Um, there, there were opportunities here. There have been opportunities to hit a detonate button. And I understand that Zimmer and Spielman's contracts in their minds probably, and they might be right, don't allow for that. But what I would like to know, and of course, we won't get an answer to this question, but what I would love to know from them is this what's your strategy exactly like let's sit down and you tell me like you explained it to me like i'm five what's your strategy here uh because if your strategy is to get to nine or ten wins that's not a great one um if your strategy was like i could tell them okay you took a shot at kirk that was a really awesome idea like you didn't have that quarterback and you took a shot but i can now tell you unequivocally as your football counselor it didn't work like if people called about, if San Francisco indeed called about Kirk, you got to listen to them and you got to say, I wonder if we should do this. It might be very smart at this point in time. Um, they are they are straddling a tightrope that feels like they're all going to fall off and lose their jobs. So there was a chance here, I think, to hit a reset, to do things differently. And by the way, so now let's just back this entire thing up. If you're forced to trade, because if he won't play for you, you're not going to allow Daniil Hunter to retire. People, stop with that. Just sit on his rights for three years. He can learn. That's not how this league works. You ain't doing that. And by the way, do you know what type of message that would send to guys you're trying to sign? They'd be like, bleep you, I'm out of here. So um, if they, if Daniil Hunter says, I'm not playing, and they say, we're not paying you, they're going to have to trade him, okay? If Daniil Hunter gets traded, let's say, in April, you tell me this. Where is this team? With all the guys back. Like honestly, dude, dude. back. Where is this team? If the, if you know right now that you are going that you are on a collision course with Daniel Hunter, and you might be, I don't know. But if you are, where Phil, you tell me right now, Dex, you too, where is this team at if he has to be traded and there's a chance that's gonna happen? If he has to be traded, it means that you aren't willing or able financially to pony up top five at his position money, which by the way, I just would like if, if I'm trying to push forward with, if I've done all this work to, to clear out space for 2021 and I'm going to, I'm going to pull all these teeth out, you know, to, to make room and I'm going to strong arm Anthony Barr and I'm going to cut Kyle Rudolph and I'm going to restructure Harrison Smith and Thielen, then I'm, I'm not going to stop short at giving Daniel Hunter a contract extension. So I would just I would just give him the contract extension. But if you deem that he has to be traded, then everyone should be fired for one, because then you just did all this work for 2021 and then traded a Hall of Famer before the 2021 season. So like, what are you doing? You're all fired. Like, what are you doing? 
Um, but if he has to be traded, you can't win big anyways. You 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 probably can't win big, period, this this season, based unless you pull miracles out of your hat the next few years. Um, and so if you have to trade Daniel Hunter going into 2021, what makes you think you're making the playoffs? What makes you think you're winning 11, 12 games? I saw that somebody put out a comment on the YouTube page about 10 minutes ago saying, well, an 11 and five team won the Super Bowl last year with the greatest quarterback who's ever walked the <laughs> face of the earth, who takes pay cuts to the cap every year to clear room for his own team to stockpile talent. Yeah, that team that went 11 and five, he had to learn a new system the first half of the year. And then after the bye week, he mastered that system and they never lost a game for like two and a half months. Yeah, let's make a comparison to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Well, they have an immobile quarterback who is a cyborg and the greatest of all time. So anyways, Dex, what do you think about the Daniel Hunter question? <laughs> Well, first off, Eli Manning won a Super Bowl at 871, Mac. You don't know what you're being so negative about. They only had, you know, two of two Hall of Famer defensive pass rushers, and they schemed up uh, how to stop Tom Brady. Well, I can't, you know, Max Zimmer can do that with Shamar Stefan and other guys. I don't know. I don't know why you're being uh, so negative. Look, my to, to kind of flip it and answer, you know, why why do I do this to myself? You know, why do I be a Vikings fan? I was texting with my buddy Eric yesterday, who's just a diehard Packers fan, and we were going over the Aaron Jones contract with him. And, you know, as some of our listeners and fans have pointed out, they think I'm this now new bandwagon Packer fan. And as I explained to Judd when, when I started jumping on this wagon, I said, I appreciate great football. And that's what the Packers have mostly done over the last few years, especially last season. So when I'm watching the Vikings just continually shooting themselves in the foot, it gets really difficult to continue to buy in. It gets really difficult when the Minnesota Twins lose 19 consecutive playoff games and I watch the Kansas City bleeping Royals, the Kansas City Royals go to back-to-back World Series, okay? Raise your expectation. This is not me admitting that I'm jumping ship and I'm going to be a Royals and or a Packers fan. But at the same time, I want that sweet taste of victory because I've never experienced it. So I, I suffer, right? It's insanity. I, I literally am suffering because I want to see this happen just once. That's all I want is just one little taste. And at this time where the Vikings are heading right now, with all these guards coming off the market, and if you have to trade Daniel Hunter, honestly, honestly, just start over. Just, just literally hit the reset button. There's no point to repaying for another guard that's out there still. Just hit reset. The Cleveland Browns have been perpetually awful for, what, 25 years, and now they're on the doorstep of making some noise in the AFC. Do you think anyone's mad about the Cleveland Browns being upset for or being a doormat for 20 years? No, because they finally have the right pieces in place. So raise your expectations. That's my rant, basically. I'm not going to jump ship to the Packers, but I will appreciate greatness, and I will honor those small market teams when they get there to prove that you can do it too. So that's where I am. I need more mm. seltzers. I only have one more left. I Love it, dude. Oh, oh my goodness. Get to that liquor store as soon as possible, Declan Goff. Fighting words. By the Look way, that. he's no, slamming it. That's good. Yeah, here's God. the good news. Here's the good news, okay? If the Vikings whiff on a bunch of free agents, there's still things to do over the coming months, like golf. Like, have you guys been to PXG Minneapolis yet? Not so, yet. So Declan and I, are, we love golf. We're terrible at golf, but we love golf. Could you just um, sure? So PXG Minneapolis is a golfer's paradise. And right now they are stocked with PXG's newest goodies, including the Gen 4 golf clubs, drivers, fairways, hybrids, irons, 
foot wedges if you're Declan and I kicking that ball out from behind the tree trunk I once no in a while. <laughs> um, PXG's new 0211 clubs are in stock as well. And if you want just some some sharp apparel to look look snazzy as you're walking around waiting for other purple to sign a free agent, they've got apparel to PXG in Minneapolis Southdale Center. And find out more at pxg.com slash Minneapolis. Also, we're giving away $100 a day on the Score North app. So the Score North, by the way, thanks for everyone who's hanging out with us tonight. We're doing this emergency uh, late night episode of of Purple Daily here. And uh, and the Score North app is your hub and your home for all of our Score North content. So Purple Daily, Mackie and Judd, the Scoop of Doogie, the Ride with the Royce, Judd's Hockey Show, uh, the Ride with the Royce, Royce Unchained. Um, every day until March 26th, we're giving away $100 to one person every day who opens the Score North app. That person is also entered to win a $10,000 prize pack from one of our nine partners. Today, Paul Geifer from Minneapolis won $100. He's also entered for a $10,000 prize pack. Open the app, register, enter the pick your prize contest through listener rewards. All right. End of my cheap plug. Man, this is a ther- this has been a therapy session. Like, I, on, feel, I feel good on, right now. I got something potentially <clears throat> it's small. According to our guy Dugues, Harrison Smith's representatives and the Vikings are talking about um, some type of deal with his contract to create more cap room as well. For so if what? you get... So if you get Thielen, well, I mean, there, there tell, is a, tell him Joe, Joe Thinney's with the Chiefs. You want to tell there, Rick? There's a, there's a group, again, there is a group of probably 1.5 to 2 free agents that aren't Thuny or Tooney, but that are pretty good, that could help. Um, you know, my feeling about this entire discussion, quite frankly, would also be different if I just flat out trusted the vision more. I think that's my, I think that's my biggest problem. I don't truly, I don't trust the vision. And um, the truth is bent so much by the people that run the team because they think they're smart. And there's a lot of times where I'm not so sure that, that they're as smart as they think that they are. I think if I trusted the process that the Vikings that the Vikings had, I would probably be a little bit more like, okay, it's going to be fine. Um, but it's just so hodgepodge right now and all over the map when it comes to where they're spending and who's spending what and where the emphasis is being placed. And I think I go back to my biggest problem is I know in my heart that the coach is all about one thing, the defense. And the coach really believes, I think, that if his defense comes back, and let's say they're top three to top five, that, damn it, we can win a Super Bowl. And I do believe he's right. If you make the actual Super Bowl, the problem is you're probably going to have to play 17 regular season games in 2021. And that's where asking your defense to get you there is the big ask, right? Like if you get to the Super Bowl, I think, yeah, you play this great defensive game and my God, you want it maybe. Um, But there's this whole thing called the regular season that emphasizes and the rules do offense. So, and no, I'm not high. I am just, (laughs) I'm trying to articulate why I don't trust this whole thing and why I have a lot of questions that I would love answered about what they're doing as far as the process. I want to tell you a little something, a little story here, because Judd, Judd's too humble to, to tell it himself. <laughs> so Zachary Pell puts on the YouTube comments, does Judd just pretend he has sources? So a lot, of, I know that uh, a lot of you have probably discovered Purple Daily in the last couple of years, and you're new to the show, and you just think, oh, these are just a bunch of wacky, sort of angry, gray-bearded weirdos. My parents' basement right here. <laughs> Um, so, so Judd's background is Judd was a Vikings beat writer for like a decade. 
And during the during the Brad Childress era, like the Mike Tice, Brad Childress era, Judd broke almost every Viking story in like the 2007, 8, 9 period. He was the lead Vikings beat writer for the Star Tribune and also for 1500ESPN.com. And so, yeah, Judd has Judd has now like morphed his career into being fun, wacky, hot take uh, talking head guy. But, he, but he's also a columnist. And he's also he's also very plugged in when he chooses to be into NFL circles. And so, um, you know, not to like rip on any of the local writers or anything, but like Judd has broken more things in the last 48 hours uh, than a lot of the local media members in town. So, yes, Judd, Judd does have sources and they are legitimate. So, yes. But they have been questioned for a long time. <laughs> Back to the Favre days when everyone said on the Favre stories, who are your sources, Olgad? <laughs> you, you just let it you, you, it's not real until you unveil your sources if you don't tell us who all your sources are it's never going to be real in fact we'd like their uh, emails cell phone numbers and their names and what's rick spielman's cell phone too and as mark says he's also high despite all yeah, those and things I, and yeah. Noel says judd has ptsd as a result well that's true that's actually true. Noel must know my stories because uh, I, after 2009 and 10, Chip Scoggins and I, PTSD football reporters, <laughs> no question about it. Oh, I won't man. deny that one. I'm not high, but I do have football PTSD. Hilarious. Um, real quick here. So if Rashad Hill, who just re-signed with the Vikings, he's been a very good sort of swing tackle backup, Five and years. and he's he's been with the Vikings for like a half decade. Um, he's gotten better. I think a lot of people early in his career just sort of wrote him off because he was he 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 was very much a turnstile early in his career. But he has he's played limited snaps, but he's been he's been good in those limited snaps. If Rashad Hill has to start at left or right tackle for the Vikings this season, how would you feel? Uh, first of all, I'd well I, I'd feel terrible because he's a backup and he is he started something like eight or ten games in 2018. He started one game because of injury each of the past two seasons. Um, here's my guess. If this has to be internal, my guess is that if they didn't draft someone to start at left tackle from day one in this uh, coming April draft, that they would move Brian O'Neill to left tackle. And very worst case, Rashad Hill would be plugged in at right tackle. I, I don't think there's any way on God's green earth that Rashad Hill starts the game at left tackle. Um, if they don't do something, though, by the draft, my guess is that they if the Northwestern kid Slater's there, they take him, attempt to plug him in at left tackle, and O'Neal stays at right tackle. So I don't foresee a scenario in which Rashad Hill, knock on wood, is anything but a backup, which he's yeah. fine at. He can step in. Uh, you do not want Rashad Hill starting for your team. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, that's, a, that's a bailout. It's good insurance. It's good insurance. And if he has to step in for two or three games, you feel good about it. But, you know, he's, you know, think of think of how many twins players like, you know, Jake Cave once in a while, he can get hot for a week in place of uh, Brian uh, Byron Buxton. I don't I don't need Jake Cave starting for 160 games. Yeah, this would be like kind of where Luke Hughes, right? Something yeah. like Luke Hughes. Hey, yeah. mate. Hey, what's wrong with that guy? Royce, mate. <laughs> yeah. By the way, stuff, mate. here's what's tough to swallow. And I, and I think they had more cap space going into the offseason, the Vikings. So it's a little bit a little bit hard to fully criticize. But. The the Los Angeles Chargers went into the offseason and said, all right, you got this quarterback. We invested a high first-round pick for him. He was the rookie of the year, Justin Herbert. And we just want to make sure that Justin Herbert has all the resources and tools that he needs to be successful, okay? 
And so they went out today and signed the best center on the market, Corey Lindsley, from the Green Bay Packers, which, by the way, that's a knock. Like, the, the Vikings the Vikings definitely gain when the Packers lose the best center in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And then they signed Matt Filer, who is probably the, the number one guy on that second tier of free agent guards yep. to a three-year contract. They basically retooled the interior of their offensive line to uh, to help their young stud quarterback. And it just... We can sit here and debate Kirk Cousins and whether he's the guy and whether he has the it factor late in games and whether he's a great leader or not or worth the money. But ultimately, why would you pay him that money and then sit here with four question marks along the offensive line going into his fourth season as quarterback? It is mind boggling to me. Because the only answer to that question that I can come up with, because it makes no sense, uh, is this because you have different people with different agendas. And the GM said, you know, Mike, you, you and I rightfully don't think the case Keenum is great. So let's go get the best quarterback on the open market, which was Cousins. And those type of guys uh, do not become free agents much at all. But then Mike was like, yeah, that's cool. But, Rick, I'm a defensive guy, right? And so we need my defensive guys. I got to have my defense, defense, defense. And so I I feel like it's been a push and a pull since then as to who's going to get what. And nobody ever said. Okay, going into 2019, we now realize that we have to strengthen, because of who Kirk is, this line, or it's just not going to work. Now, the option would have been to say, if we're not going to do that, let's get him through his three-year contract and dump him. But they didn't do that. So that's, again, that's where I don't understand what the thought process is. Because it would have made sense to say, we took a shot, he's not who we thought, as far as pressure goes, we would actually have to spend too much on the line. So what we're going to do is take him through the three years of the contract and move on, which would be going into 2021. That's what makes this so confusing to me. And it's why I've got a lot of questions about the intentions here, because we never seem to get a definitive person making the decisions that put the pieces of the puzzle together accurately. Yep. So, all right. So we've done a lot of complaining here. I think we've gotten that out of our system. McDaniel still available. (laughs) Greatest stance of all time, man. That leg, that great leg. As of right now, as we sit here, there are still options available. Uh, Dunlap, 32 years old, pass rusher since 2010 with the Bengals. Judd reported earlier today the Vikings have interest in him. I could see that happening at some point. Uh, Shaq Griffin is still sitting out there, and uh, the Vikings reportedly, according to Judd, have an offer out to him earlier today. So they could still upgrade at cornerback. They could still upgrade at pass rusher. And there will still be better offensive guards to be had than Dakota Dozier. So uh, literally anyone with a pulse, I think, might be better than what Dakota Dakota Poor, Dozier gave you last year. Poor Dakota Dozier. So we'll see. It's not his fault. It's the it's the coach who made him a starter. Yeah. And so there are still there are still solutions out there. But I think the the question here is: Are there enough solutions out there in the remaining free agents and in the upcoming draft, in which you you only currently have one pick in the top like seventy five picks to make you a Super Bowl contender in 2021? Because that's what we're talking about here. This isn't just like, oh, take a step forward. If you're the Dolphins, all right, like take a step forward, right? If you're the Jets, take a step forward. If you're the Vikings, Super Bowl is your goal. You have Mike Zimmer still, Rick Spielman still, Kirk Cousins. So do you guys think, let's start with Declan here. Do you think there are enough solutions on the board starting right now, knowing who's off the board, to turn this thing into a Super Bowl contender in 2021? Free agency-wise, no, zero chance. Zero chance. I mean, Trey Turner, 
Or try turn like like who who is the best offensive lineman available? You're looking at a, a, a I'm looking at a list, list of guys right now on Spotrack even, and Joe Tooney's off the board, Corey Lindsay's off the board, Kevin Zietler's off the like all the good ones are off the board. Unless you got some other crazy move up your sleeve, if you're tricky Rick Spielman and you plan to literally swap quarterbacks, because I know what the ceiling is with the current quarterback. All right, the the the, the ceiling we've already seen it. And that, that's why I was interested in signing the best offensive guard available and just pulling it up and saying, let's do this, because number one, it was either going to allow Kirk to cook, or B, it was going to prove that, guess what, Kirk Cousins, even with average to better interior line play, is still Kirk Cousins, okay? He's still who he is. So, no, I don't, I don't look at anything right now and say, oh, wow, if they just uh, find a little diamond in the rough here, you know, it's a typical, also like a Minnesota Twins sign, let's find this little a fifth starter that no one's ever heard of and we'll pluck him in here and we'll get him with Rick Dennison and look out world. Cause we got a zone blocking scheme and it's going to be great. No, I, I am much more uh, trending towards still being a seven and eight or seven and nine team because that's basically where they're at. I'm going to say this for them. One of, if not their best player is pissed off, not happy. I'm malcontent right now. Perhaps. I don't know. Um, that has to get solved. That has to get solved because we, we could talk to we're blue in the face about this team and its roster and what they do or don't do. Uh, but if if Daniel Hunter either is not healthy and or he is and he does not show up because he does not have a new contract, boys, I think that our conversation is mute. I, I mean, I don't think it's I don't think that we could talk about is this team going to be potentially a playoff team if he's not going to show up for camp and he can't play. Um, so I will continue to come back to that, to me, like you need to get that in some way, shape or form resolved. And if he has to be traded, then you're looking at a detonate button to me that you should, should have been starting to, to hit if, and when there were calls on Kirk cousins. Yeah. So I really think that that is the underlying story that perhaps now will be acknowledged for what it is, but it's a huge deal. It is a huge deal. Hey, question on the screen here from Jesse from uh, uh, Score North Facebook, actually. Judd, any more steam on the Orlando Brown Ravens trade front? I've not heard a thing about it, but you know what? Um, if you go back to the Trent Williams situation where the Vikings tried to acquire him from Washington before he went to San Fran and, by the way, had an unbelievable year at left tackle with the uh, Niners, that was during the draft. So I think I think the Orlando Brown Jr. thing right now is on hold because of the pursuit of guys on the open market. Mm-hmm. And I think if it's going to uh, come back and potentially be revisited here, it's going to be more probably towards the draft again. It's probably not going to be in the next week or so because there are guys that the Vikings probably n- need to pursue right now. So I wouldn't say that they're out, but I also would say that there's probably been, because he's going to be traded, there might be an overall pause button hit on that one. And that actually might extend beyond the Vikings. Yeah. Whew. Wow. What a, what a day today. Just like a day of a million news nuggets pertaining to the Vikings, but ultimately it's a, it's a net, it's a net negative today. It's a net negative today for the Vikings. I think it's a reality check. I think it's a reality check of players telling you where they think your team stands. And I think that they are telling you the right thing and i do think that the Vi- that the vikings are going to sign guys and i do think that people are going to be excited um but you know you went shopping at Saks, yeah and you couldn't afford a damn your credit card bounced <laughs> or i'm sorry it was declined 
And now you're and now you're like and now you're like you're you're back in the parking lot looking for another credit card and all the stuff that you were going to buy is coming off the shelves while you look for your other credit card. Oh, I know I got an Adam Thielen card in my (laughs) just let me go find it. And my advice right now for Rick and Mike, go to a box store because you can afford that. Like you'll the box store will sell you stuff. But Saks basically said you don't belong here. And and those players aren't wrong. I'm sorry. I'm not jumping at the opportunity to come here right now if I'm an upper echelon free agent, given what's going on, unless you blow me away financially, which obviously they can't do. Hey, here's one more thing here from uh, from the YouTube comment sections. Golf Juliet Bravo. So there's been some pictures taken of the Patriots team plane at MSP Airport today. I got I saw one of those. Yeah. Are they here to pick up Kyle Rudolph? What are they, what are they doing here? Okay. First of all, it's literally the team jet so it's not like their small plane with with like a patriots logo painted on the side it's their jet uh i saw this once i forget if it was at msp or where but i saw this once it was the cardinals jet the team jet like so it's painted cardinals colors and i was like what's going on here this is exciting it was nothing so my guess is it's nothing it's like i think it's the plane that bob craft owns but it's literally a huge jet. So, like, you wouldn't send it here to pick a guy up. Hey, Rudy, you want to ride in our jet? Do you just do it just to just to confuse yeah. people and throw just people off the just center? The, life. the Patriots signed, like, eight guys today. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Belichick was like, you know what? This Brady Super Bowl thing is BS. I'm going to sign as many guys as possible. The Patriots are spending, like, drunken sailors today. Oh, how about this news nugget here? So, while we were doing the show here, Yes. So not not only did Jameis Winston sign back with <laughs> the Saints, but Jeremy Fowler from ESPN is reporting the Bears were a suitor for Jameis Winston before he signed with the Saints per a source. Chicago exhausting all options. So I wonder if that means that teams have just given up on Deshaun Watson at this point. If the Bears have said, well, I guess we'll just try and sign Jameis Winston. I think you got to explore your backup plans um, for potential starting jobs but I don't think you're giving up. Like Deshaun Watson is not going to play for the Texans. And again, are you really going to squat on his rights for years? Like I believe that Deshaun Watson will sit out before he plays. And if you allow him to do that, that's a really bad message to players. And I understand it hurts to lose him. I will say this one. Did, did you guys hear the steam Trubisky to San Francisco? What? No. As Garofalo's, so so Garoppolo, because he's always hurt, San Fran has basically come out and said, we have to get a backup that we know can play. And so they are in talks or interested in Trubisky. But all of this leads me down the path of there is zero stability still. And I, I don't know if th- this would probably not be for uh, 2021, but San Francisco almost purposely has zero stability at quarterback, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm sure Deshaun, Deshaun Watson would be awesome there. I'm not sure he he would be traded there, but I'm just saying I think they're very much trying to leave the door open for a change as soon as possible in San Francisco quarterback. By yeah. the way, the, the, the news of Jamison Winston being signed, there's a kerfuffle on who broke it first. It wasn't oh, no. Rappaport. No. It wasn't Schefter. Shams. <laughs> Shams had Jameis Winston right before Rappaport. Shams, who gave it to Shams? I I don't know. Shams is plugged NBA in. Man. Player probably, probably. 
either so NBA have, play, yeah, they share an agency or something, right? Some New Orleans Pelicans player who's tight with Jameis, I'm sure. Maybe something like that. Oh, but Shams, man, news. Shams breaking news. When Shams is the more exciting news than anything that the Vikings did today, kind of sad. Kind of sad. Amazing. Oh, well, come on. Rashad Hill. You're not excited, Declan? I'm out of, I'm, no, I'm out of Corona Hard Seltzer. That was my last cherry seltzer. I'm out. I'm oh, gone. And it's, oh. and it's 845 on a, on a Monday. I don't think I'll have time to run to the liquor store here. So. Well, we should, we should probably shut up and post this before the Vikings go out and make us all look like idiots and like some, you know, make a big signing of some kind. So um, this is great. We appreciate everyone hanging out with us. We had, we had a vent line amount of people watching this tonight. And so if you're new, this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment on YouTube and via podcast. The Score North app is where you can find daily episodes of Purple Daily, Mackie and Judd. Also, you can find weekly Scoop with Doogie and Royce Unchained. And we appreciate everyone hanging out with us. Any final words before we say goodbye here from the TCL studios? Yeah, hang in there. Hang in there. They'll sign some guys. There will be things to talk about. Um, I didn't feel like the events of today were going to lead me to believe that they were a Super Bowl contender for 2021. So I can't say my feeling about this team has changed greatly, but I do think that they will sign some Tier 2 guys here pretty quickly. Yeah. I need to sleep on it. I just need to sleep on it. I'll, I'm sure I'll be better tomorrow, and I'll, I'll sip some Kool-Aid once I figured out that they'll sign some guard to a 12-year, $12 million, three-year deal, I'm sure. I'm sure that'll really enlighten me and make me happy again as a Vikings fan. I've, so. moved, I've moved on to baseball season, so you guys oh, yeah, Purple Daily along. Oh, yeah, your baseball team has just dropped 18 consecutive postseason games. That's a good place to go. <laughs> hey, J.A. Happ was perfect through two innings a day, okay? So look out, fist starters, Wait, okay? Oh, look I, out. I believe it's J. Happ. It's is it J A Hap, but I think he's his name is J Hap. J, yeah, it's pronounced yeah, J. It's pronounced J. It's just okay. it's spelled wrong. Sure. Two, in, two innings, a uh, nice start for him. Stretched out for the postseason, according to Rocco, with those two innings. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he ain't stretched getting out, a third. Stretched out for the Cody Stashek fourth inning appearance when the lineups do the third time. In a row. <laughs> okay, let's yeah. be done. I got. Right. I gotta go. I got. All go. right. Thanks for hanging out with us, uh, Mackie, Judd, Declan. We'll see you guys tomorrow on Purple Daily.